Good to have you back. Bill Michael Show continuing on. Cool, good stuff. Good, good stuff. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. This is you and I for the next uh, segment, and then we're going to bring in Mike Clements coming up here in about 15 minutes, so stay tuned for that. And then Mike will take us the rest of the way. But uh, I want to get your thoughts on everything you heard. Today was Goody's Day. Today was the Green Bay Packers and Goody's Day. Today was the day of discussion of what went wrong. Today was the day of discussion is what to be. Uh, what did we learn from this? Have you got some bullet points out of this thing? One is they're going to give Aaron Rodgers some time, but uh, they uh, have had really good conversations. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> They're going to give Aaron some time, but they've had good conversations. Uh, when he was asked, you know, hey, for $60 million, what are you expecting? He said, we expect a good return on our investment. May didn't pull any punches. Uh, he was adamant uh, about, you know, trying to get the veterans. He said, we invest a lot, and we want, our, we want that investment back. And in other words, we want our veterans here leading the young guys. We know it's not mandatory, but... You should probably be here. We want all our guys. We want all our players here this offseason is what he said. We want all our players here in the offseason. Quarterbacks and leaders in the building. That's what he said. Uh, he still said Rodgers gives us the best chance to win. Um, when he was asked about specifically Rodgers had said a couple of times, you know, uh, if he feels he's not coming back because there's not a mutual desire for him to come back or for Goody uh, and the organization not to have him back. Goody was asked uh, specifically, you know, well, why would Aaron Rodgers feel like you don't want him back? He said, I, I don't think anybody here has given him that feeling. You'd have to ask him, which is a, a really good answer. And that would then tell me that maybe Rodgers doesn't want to come back. If it's mutual, it has to be mutual, then, okay, the organization could say they want you back. But is Rodgers then in a backhanded way saying, it's not mutual, I don't want to come back. Which is a rather, you know, disconcerting thought, I guess, might be the best way to put it. So we'll we'll see what Rodgers' feeling is on wanting to come back. Because he never said, oh, I want to come back. You know, if I play anywhere, I want to come back here. This is where I want to play. If I come back and I'm, I'm going to play football, I want to come back. He's never said that, has he, Ben? Other than when he was asked by Rob Domofsky at the beginning of the year during training camp when he was specifically, you know, said, hey, are you here to stay now? And he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm here, you know, for the remainder of my career. I'm going to be a Packer for life. Other than when he said that, he has never said, I, I want to come back to the Packers, did he? I wish I had an answer. All of his comments have completely morphed together in my brain. I know that he has, has stated it a couple of different occasions where he talks about this whole, well, it's got to be mutual. Well, okay, is it? that's my next question. Is it not mutual? Is You know, because even Gutekind said, I don't think anybody here has given him that feeling that we don't want him back. You'd have to ask him what he's talking about. And then my first thought was, well, maybe it's Rodgers who doesn't want to come back to this organization. Which would be weird because why would you have taken $50 million a year if you right. thought maybe you'd want to go somewhere else? Because no right. team can trade for you. It's impossible. It's right. challenging. So that would be my question. And again, if you're making legitimately 20 to $25 million a year and not the amount of money you're making, 
it makes it easier to say, hey, we'll go out and get a couple of different pieces. Maybe we could trade for something. Maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do that. You know, um, maybe we'll trade a draft choice and pick a guy up. Like, who knows? But to sit here and go, yeah, it's got to be mutual. I, that that gave me pause for thought. And again, we're sitting here deciphering the 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 Aaron Rodgers isms of I'm not going to give you an answer, but I'm I'm going to give you a preponderance. I'll give you a preponderance. I'll give you I'll give you something that you can try to figure out what it is I mean to see if you're on my level. I'm just having a good time out here with Tom. Yeah. I you know, if I was ever in an Aaron Rodgers presser, unfortunately they hold it when we're on the air, but I just say, "Hey, can you just give us a straight answer? Do you want to come back to the Green Bay Packers yes or no?" And I'm not talking about you making a decision where, you know, hey, I'm ready to play again. I'm talking about if you come back to play football, is the Packers home? Yes or no? Is this where you want to be? And then wait and see if you get into this, again, the the woven, spun tapestry of crap that that, that is going to lead everybody to talk about it and make him the center of conversation. And I know people get tired of it. Well, why don't you leave him alone? We had a caller earlier today. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Don't ask the question if you don't want to know. Well, you got to ask the question. But what you get is the vague, woven answer of nothingness that is going to make you think. What does he mean by that? Um, that's a good question. Uh, the, the Garrett says, uh, do you think Rogers would restructure if he comes back? I think he would. I think he, if he can, I don't know what you can and can't restructure that. That deal, uh, I got to be honest. I I read that article uh, that I posted. If you haven't seen it already, it's over on the Facebook fan page. There's a breakdown of Roger's contract, and I read the information when the contract first, all the details were released. Okay, and then I read that breakdown the other day, which makes it a little easier to understand. A little, all right? Not a lot, but a little. But it's still unbelievably convoluted. If you haven't seen it, you got to scroll down on the Facebook fan page a little bit. It's called An Agent's Take on How Aaron Rodgers' Future Decision Affects the Packers' Bottom Line. And there's the breakdown of all the money, of of dates and times, and what is prorated, what's not prorated, what is given. It's a signing bonus. No, it's not a signing bonus. It's a salary. What is a salary? But it's a salary after this particular date. And you can trade him, but you can't trade him until after June. And then when you get into June, then this amount of money is going to, you know, you can maybe double it up as far as signing bonus, and you can go two years rather than one year. And I don't get I, – I got to admit, I, I don't necessarily understand it. There's some people that go, oh, I get it. Well, that makes you a capologist because some of the people that do this for a living – say this is one of the most complicated and complex contracts they've ever seen. And there's probably three people that understand it, that fully understand every word and every dollar. One is Russ Ball. Two is probably Aaron Rodgers, and three is probably his agent. That's it. There is so much in there that I don't fully understand it. But I've had people go, oh, it's easy. No, it's not easy. People that 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 do this for a living say it's not easy. Andrew Brandt tried to explain it and said, but it gets really deep and you have to read all the fine print. And he used to write these things. So 
I don't know what can and can't be uh, restructured or pushed out, or I I, I don't know. I, I couldn't honestly tell you. But I do know one thing. There is not, uh, for all of this guarantee stuff, the one thing that they pulled out of it was a no-trade clause. The Packers did get that. Uh, not to say that they would just trade them away to, you know, the Siberia of football, which at this point you could probably look at the New York Jets or a couple other teams, but um, they would probably send him where he would want to go if indeed they go that direction. But it's not an easy contract to understand and how much money it looks like the Packers would eat $40 million over the next two years, 20 this year and 20 next, if indeed they traded him away after the June 1st uh, trade date. But most teams going into a draft want to know that they have a quarterback or have a deal done prior to the draft, which is prior to the June 1st date. So I, you know, again, this gets all convoluted as far as trade dates go, unless you have something in the works and you're just waiting to actually do it. I I don't know, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy how, how that deal is. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. The uh, Pac fan says, and if they are going to trade him to a crappy team, then Rodgers could just retire, which would also screw them over, uh, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. If they do it after June 1st, they can at least spread that money out. If they do it prior to, then they can't. Then it's all in one year. It's all in one hit. So if they were going to say they had a deal done, let's say next month, under the table, the Jets call and say, hey, we'd do this. We'd give you this, 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 and this, okay, for Rodgers. Well, you don't have it in writing, and you can't put it in writing until after June 1st. So it's a wink and a nod, handshake deal, right? Suppose Rodgers gets wind of it, and Rodgers says, I'm not going to the Jets. The hell with that. I'm retiring. It sinks the ship. The, the, the uh, one thing to think about, though, is it sinks the ship for one year. One year, you and I are going to be going to Lambeau Field going, you know what, who's who's 59? That guy was selling me beer last week. Who's that guy? Who's who's 20, 22? Who's 22.5? That's Ben Kenny catching passes. That's going to be the kind of team they have because they're not going to be able to afford anybody. They're going to cut loose everybody. So then you are then in massive, full-blown rebuild because you're going to start cutting people loose like Bakhtiari. There's no way you're bringing Crosby back. No way you're bringing uh, probably Aaron Jones back. There's no way you're bringing uh, Cobb back. There's, you know, all those guys gone, gone. I think I could hold my own, by the way, for the record. I bet you you could. You you got that that knee issue fixed now. I think you're good. Yeah. Uh, no, that's my yeah. left knee as a squib okay. kickoff specialist. Okay. You know, like I know how to place a football. Sure. If I only have to kick it 10 yards. Okay. I was thinking more of you as a slot, but okay. I do have some sneaky shiftiness. <laughs> I will say. If people look yeah, at me, they just think I'm I'm grossly unathletic. It's we not the we case. can't we can't play you with Detroit though. You'll go down with a knee injury and you're not good to anybody. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know how much wear and tear sit out. Yeah. these guys have left. <laughs> but that'll be the kind of season we have next year. After that, then it's a utopia of money. After that, then everything comes off the books. Then you go from a team that, uh, you know, may have some competitiveness in some way, shape, or form, 
with some young guys, but then you're going to have just a boatload of money to spend. So, in other words, Jordan Love's going to get his brains beat in for a 17-game season, and then after that, then then you're hitting the ground running. Okay. But at least we know that, you know? Oh, the spin's already written then. Jordan Love comes yeah. out. He's not great. Oh, but look right. at the team around him. It stinks. Yeah. The team around him stinks. Sometimes ben the spin Kenny's writes dropping itself. passes, you know. No, I would get hurt and then sue. Would you? Okay. Well, we've got that to, to think about now, too. We're now, we're now a very litigious <laughs> society, so Ben's already dropping lawyers in there. Yeah. Billable hours, Bill. I wish they had billable <laughs> hours for this job because, boy, would I be good. Like I, I needs to find a way in and become an NCAA lawyer because the amount of billable hours on BS they get to just yeah. waste their time on is unbelievable. Sure. Right? So stupid. Right? Okay. <laughs> Ben's contemplating stuff. We need to be sponsored by a law firm now. Somebody that Ben can consult with. Get some billable hours in. I'm just uh, thrilled with uh, law firms in this state, for the record. <laughs> okay. uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to bring more sanity to the program. Mike Clemens is going to join us. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Boondocks, Barbecue Burgers and Brews. And they've got, boy, they've got a bacon mac and cheese. I just saw them post. Uh, which looked delectable, and I just wanted to drool all over it. So if you're looking for something to do out there in County Road K in Oconomowoc, that is uh, Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. Stop in and tell them we said hi. Go eat yourself a Bloody Mary or maybe that old-fashioned and that mac and cheese coming up this weekend as well. Good, good stuff from Boondocks. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah, like I said in the bye week, I think uh, you know I want all these guys back. That's that's part of that. Um, he's certainly going to take some time. You know, I think that's you know that's fair. Um, and that as we work through this, I think um, uh, as he takes his time, kind of makes his decision just on his playing career in general, then we'll get together and, and move forward that way. I don't care. <laughs> Welcome back. Good to have you, the Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on, and uh, this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at uh, Calderon Club, downtown Calderon Club, San Giorgio. Good people down there. They pair up uh, all of our specials with uh, Point Brewing and Cider Boys. And go down and say, I've got a couple of friends that are actually going down to Calderon Club uh, uh, tomorrow night. And then another couple of friends that are going to San Giorgio tomorrow night. So everybody's kind of doing the melting pot of Italian food downtown Milwaukee. That's Calderon Club San Giorgio. Tell Gino and the staff we said hi. Bring him in now. Our good buddy Mike Clemens is joining us on the hotline. And Mike, uh, kudos to you, man. You asked the question. The question I thought was interesting when you said, hey, after the quarterback uh, broke the uh, thumb in October, did you have any thought of starting Jordan Love? And he did everything but talk about his car getting washed. He he didn't really answer that question at all. The man knows the pivot, doesn't he? Yeah, he did, big time, big time, no doubt. You know, he he maybe maybe he should be working on the floor of the house or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, listen again though. Uh, my overall impressions of, of Brian is he has really got a fast processor. He's he's forty nine years old. He's at the peak of his career, frankly, in terms of just all the information that he's got stored in that mine and you can see how quickly it works um you can sort of get halfway through you know a uh, 20 word question and he already knows where it, where it's getting and you know almost cut you off but uh and maybe that's also a, a defense mechanism but you can ask him point blank bill you could say all right after the year you just had 
why would you want a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers back next year? Well, you know, certainly this year was, you know, I think uh, he was dealing with some moving pieces, uh, some injuries and things like that. It wasn't a great year offensively for us as a whole. Um, but, I mean, you guys saw as well. He, he still can play at a very high level. I really like the way he led us. Um, so, you know, again, I think as we move forward over the next month or so, we'll, you know, start putting these things together and see, see how that transpires. You know, it, I, I know he talks about moving pieces. Mike, he said two or three times in that interview, he brought up Devontae Adams. I think actually three or four times. Devontae wasn't here. Devontae, losing Devontae, losing a Hall of Famer, Devontae, Devontae. And I kept thinking to myself, it's not like he retired. They traded him away. You knew this was coming. You know, so I, I don't, I, I, I get it. You you lost Devontae. That's a fact. But, you know, was if it was all Devontae, then why didn't you pay Devontae? You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what. Come up in the next segment then. Let me pull some of those quotes because he was asked about that. Um, he'll he'll say that uh, the reasons that the offense uh, didn't look like it should have, that it was uh, less than what they thought that maybe they could put together. I think uh, coming out of camp, they thought that, uh, all right, we'll still have a, a lot of good options at offensive line. Well, they didn't. You know, Elton Jenkins, it took him uh, longer to get back uh, than it did. And Royce Newman, you know, failed them, and so they eventually had to replace him. And David Bakhtiari was on and off and on and off in terms of the knee. So it took, you know, half the season for the line to settle down. Uh, and, you know, and that, uh, and then Christian Watson had injuries uh, there as well. And then, you know, you get three, four games into the season, then your quarterback, you know, fractures his thumb. But I think they thought that maybe they could have been a better run team at the start of the season, and then let that, uh, you know, passing game come by, come come along a little bit later, and it and it just didn't. Now, here was I thought this is a good one though, just in terms of evaluating Aaron Rodgers. And I'll, here's what here's a key point that they made today, Bill. Yes, Brian Gutekunst, the GM, did meet face to face with Aaron Rodgers this week. They didn't talk about the future. They just He just went over the season. They just did a review of what happened. Because right now, they don't know if Aaron Rodgers is a player. And that's apparently what Aaron Rodgers has told them. Whether he wants to play here, whether he wants to play for the Raiders, or like that, Aaron Rodgers doesn't know if he wants to be a player yet. So you take it to the next thing. is Why would this team want Aaron Rodgers back when you think about how there you got the ball and you're against Jared Goff and the Lions are beating you in a stinking you know win and you're in playoff game or right. like you couldn't beat the 49ers last year at home, you know move the ball or or against the Buccaneers and Tom Brady your defense gets three picks and you still can't you know outscore the Buccaneers and here's what Goodigans had to say about that. They're all big games for us, but certainly, you know, those the season enders are, you know, so magnified. Um, as a team, we've struggled to figure out a way to play really well in these final games, you know, um, that have everything on the line, kind of win or go home games. So um, we're continuing to look at that. Um, it's very important to us. Um, but, you know, whenever you don't finish the Super Bowl off of the win, you're going to look back and, and feel you know, look at why you didn't play better in those games. There you had stretch in October. <clears throat> How much consideration did you give to playing Jordan than quarterback with a fractured thumb missing practice? Yeah, I mean, I think as long as we're in it, you know, we were going to play the guy that gave us the best chance to win those games. You know, I talked here at the bye week. I think we might have been 4-8 and eight at the time. 
Um, it, it certainly wasn't looking good, but I did feel that if the guys could come together and just get something started, that we'd have a chance to get back in this. It wasn't in our control at that time. Uh, really proud of, of you know not only the players but the coaching staff, the whole organization. Um, you know, we just you've seen teams quit before in those situations, and our guys never did. They kept coming to work. Um, they didn't blink. Then um, we had a couple games fall our way, and then just kind of. You saw it going, and we were really excited to see if we could we could get into these playoffs and see what we could do. But it just didn't happen. But um, no, I think as long as you know, as long as we have an opportunity to keep winning games and keep moving forward and get in the playoffs, we're always going to make the decision to, to to go out and win the game. Um, which you know, you're kind of saying, hey, at the time in October, you were actually three and two. You weren't four and eight. So I understand the decision not to play Jordan Love at four and eight, and you're starting to make a run, but. You were three and two, and your quarterback just broke his thumb. Why didn't you go with Jordan Love? He never really addressed that. But when you talk about you know the the best ability to win, Mike, I, I don't even know what to take from all of that statement. You know what I mean? It just uh, there was just a lot of words there. You know? Well, uh, no, I think what, what's what's going on is uh, Aaron Rodgers is flying home from London. The, the right hand starts to throb. They look at it. They know that he's got this fracture in there, the separation of the muscle and the bone. Um, but he, you know, proves to them and convinces them, I'm still good to play. And then, of course, the games, the losses to the Jets and the Commanders, you know, the, these are the, and even the Giants game, these are close games. And, and, and so the, the fact is, is Rodgers getting a little bit older? And, yes, he's out there with a fractured thumb. But still, he's your best chance to win because of, you know, 18 years of experience. They think that Jordan Love is a good athlete, but uh, he basically said today uh, he's a new quarterback. And so like Justin Fields, you know, down in Chicago, it's going to take a year for him to find his game, uh, to play week in, week out. And they're not ready to do that. So that's why they, you know, I mean, if it was it's, if it's, if it's Carson Wentz, with a bad hand, they bench him in a heartbeat. They put out Taylor Heineke, and they win a couple of games. Right. That's not what the way they felt their situation was here in Green Bay. And so then you ask them, all right, well, you know, Jordan Love flashed there in that uh, for the ten plays when you brought him in toward the end because uh, Rodgers couldn't get much at anything else going against the Eagles. And gosh darn it, if he'd gotten a, a touchdown instead of a field goal, he, he might have actually come back and and made that Eagles game interesting. So he was asked about his evaluation of Jordan Love. Well, I definitely think he's ready to play. You know, I think he feels that way. I think he's chomping at the bit. Um, but at the same time, we're going to do what's best for the Green Bay Packers and, and what gives us the best chance to win moving forward. Okay, so that, in other words, he's saying Aaron Rodgers is still our guy, basically, but, right? But, Bill, the last two years, they were – publicly begging Aaron Rodgers to come back. And right now, they're kind of like, yeah, we want him to come back. Uh, but right now, you know, we have a better relationship in the way that we handle this guy, the way we've talked to this guy. We've probably changed our attitudes on how we deal with players. Um, but right now, the guy needs space. I mean, he legitimately needs space. I'll tell you, um, that uh, Demar Hamill thing, I mean, right? Aaron Rodgers was thrown by that. To watch that kid lying there that took a shot mm -hmm. to the chest and stopped his heart, you know, even though that's a a billion to one hit, 
Um, there's things like that where Roger says, I am not leaving this game like Favre. You know, right. where it looks like, the, you know, they got a chalk line around me and I'm laying their face down in the icy fields of Minnesota hit by a, a Chicago Bear. I'm not going to come back and get permanently hurt, you know, but um, I still think I can play. I still know I can play, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's got that uh, good cop, bad cop discussion going on in his head right now, and he, he just needs some time away to recharge his batteries and figure out how he can play better and have to apparently work harder at age 40 in the NFL. Yeah, I know Goody uh, alluded to his workouts and such, and which, uh, you know, I know it's a little bit down the road for that, but I, I, I know he talked about, you know, really respecting how, you know, he worked, how hard he works in the offseason. And, and I just remember Tom Brady saying over and over again, uh, you know, as every year went by, I started a week earlier on working on my legs. Well, listen, you know, I've got saying, some I've got some quotes from Brady and Steve Young, uh, and maybe we could do it to, before the show's over with. I could play those at the end of the hour. Okay. They had some pretty really interesting things to say about what Rodgers is going through right now, considering leaving football. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We're talking with Mike Clemens. He was there inside uh, 1265 talking to Goody a little bit earlier today. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Clemens brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable. And that's your place to stay. And the Bay Family Restaurant featuring homestyle cooking seven days a week right there on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them today for reservations. 920-494-3441. Season's done, but you can still go up and check out Lambeau Field. Spin around town a little bit. Hang out. 920-494-3441. Or go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That's baymotelgreenbay.com. Mike Clements joining us uh, on the hotline. So, Mike... Uh, obviously, you know, we've got, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, and all that discussion going on. Uh, and now you've got, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, the, the void after Devontae Adams, things that have to change offensively. You know what I mean? They got some additions to make. Yeah, Bill, now a lot of people are, are asking or writing about it saying, well, see, the Packers screwed up. They, look, they let Devontae go to that dysfunctional Raiders team. Oh, my God. And look, now the poor guy is stuck there with no Derek Carr and, but, you know, let's not have revisionist history. Devontae Adams is this tremendous performer who was, you know, missing four or five games here and there with toe injuries, with hamstrings, but whatever, this outstanding performer. And then they set it up. You know, everything was sort of set up in 20 and 21 to make this guy the number one receiver in the NFL, to make him the highest paid receiver. Aaron Rodgers is feeding him the ball over 50% of the time. You know, they're, they're helping each other out. They're getting numbers for themselves. Or they're helping each other get into the Hall of Fame, et cetera, and winning games and winning games. So there was a moment that people say, well, no, wait a minute. See, they, if the Packers had done a better job of getting Devontae Adams locked up in 21 uh, or 20 the year before that, that he'd still be here for on a four-year deal, and uh, there there was that there was that thing that where Devontae was telling us during that what turned out to be his last training camp was, yeah, we had some talks, and then at some point I just broke it off, and let's focus on football, and we'll see where it goes from here. 
So in other words, he was a guy that's like, why am I waiting? Why aren't you guys running down the hallway to sign me up now? And you know what? That's it. I've moved on. Well, I also know that uh, a conversation I had with Mark Murphy, the Packers CEO, was at the end of the day, he got involved, and he went to Devontae like, We've offered what the Raiders are matching. What aren't? What are? What am I missing here? And Devontae gave him details of his family and his father and why he wants to move to Nevada and start setting up his life post football and all kinds of other things like that that has nothing to do with the timeline of his role as a player with the Green Bay Packers and contracts and that kind of stuff. And of course, remember. You know, when you got Aaron Rodgers, says, "Well, maybe I'll be back. Maybe I'll be back." And he, you know, the Devon, the, you know, the Derek Carr things. Like, well, Derek Carr and I can play together three or four years. I don't want to be around for Jordan Love. So there's all that. So Goody was asked point blank today, "Are there things that you could have done differently to fill the void left by Devontae Adams and and secure him so that he would have still been here?" Yeah, I think you know, there's obviously things you can do, right? You know. Um... We were we were losing a Hall of Fame player, and it's it's pretty difficult to replace a Hall of Fame player with another Hall of Fame type player, uh, especially unless you're getting willing to give up the resources and the and then salary cap money to do so. So, you know, we we ended up going the draft route, and we were really really excited about the guys we drafted, all three of them. Um, but I think um, we didn't come together as an offense and as a team early enough. Um, to be productive like we needed to be. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, I think obviously there were some injuries, you know, uh, not only to the wide receiver score, but also the offensive line was, was going through some things early. Um, but, yeah, there's always going to be an adjustment period when you lose a player like that. Now they've got to figure out as well that uh, that receiver room. I mean, do they have enough or do they need to go out and find more? And I still think they need a veteran or two, Mike, in that room. Something stronger than Sammy Watkins, right? Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, what, let's let's go back here to the depth chart. Randall Cobb, probably done. They probably don't want him back. Maybe Randall doesn't want to play again. It looks like it's over with him. But now there's these questions about Alan Lazard, who was just back on a one-year tender, a little bit disgruntled, uh, ended up just saying, all right, fine, if you guys aren't going to get me a, a, an extension, if I haven't earned that, knowing where, what happened that you traded away Devontae, then, you know, let's all make this a one-year deal. Because you know what? I talked to MVS down there in Kansas City. He's doing just fine. He got paid a lot. And wasn't that productive, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. for Kansas City. Or Equinemia St. Brown, who never got called back and, you know, ended up at sometimes being their number one, number two receiver in a depleted the Chicago Bears group. So you ask Goody, uh, Tom Silverstein asked him this. He goes, oh, could you imagine that in September you, that your wide receiver room, your anchors would be, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, or Samari Torre this season? Yeah, I think they could, Tom. I think at the same time, they're going to be second-year players, right? And so there's, um, I think if there was a veteran in that room that does things the right way and and can help lead that room, that would be good. But I'm very excited about those guys and their ability, what they can do in the future, not only as players, but, you know, in leading that in that room. But, um, you know, Coach Vrabel does a great job in there, but, Whenever you have the guys like Randall Cobb or Alan Lazard, guys that have been there and done that, um, it's very helpful to those young players and allows them to play freer. You know, so um, certainly that would be more ideal. Um, but uh, you know, as far as what they need to do, I think you know um, the NFL game is different, and I think all of them need to kind of um, continue to get better at learning how to get off press, um, and then just you know play where they're not thinking. 
think and that's it's not just them it's all young players you know but uh um, certainly in the National Football League, you know, your releases are much, you know, more important than maybe, maybe how you were in college. So, um, but um, for rookies, um, they both dealt with some injuries along the way. But when they were out there consistently, they were very productive. And um, that's, um, um, that's exciting moving forward. You know, it was interesting, Mike. They, uh, they, he, he, well, I shouldn't say they, but Gudikin certainly talked about Darnell Savage. Like somewhere along the way, Darnell Savage had to come to Jesus meeting. Yeah, he did on defense. And let me say one more thing about offense. You can't really start working on how your what your receiver room is going to look like until you know that a, that Rogers still wants to be an NFL player and b right. if he's going to be a player in Green Bay. So I'm going by what Brian said for two years before that. We got to get the quarterback first. Then we can figure out what the rest of the offense looks like. So that's going to, you know, they're good. They're, once again, they're going to have to wait on Rodgers to decide if he's going to be a player and if he's going to be a player here before they can decide what they can do, either what they can afford to do or what, you know, he feels comfortable with moving forward. Now, taking it to the defensive side, yeah, there's nothing that was more of a head scratcher and somewhat dysfunctional and why Darnell Savage, a kid that came in as a high draft pick, and you thought that by this time, you know, he could take over that defense so that if you move on from Adrian Amos, who ain't getting any younger on the back end there, and instead you're benching him. You'd be 40 and off the street playing for a couple of games there. So uh, Gutekinds was asked, you know, with a, the Packers owe Darnell Savage money, big, big money this year. I mean, you know, what does his future look like? Well, I think he's very versatile. I think um, when we brought him, we kind of, kind of in the middle of the season, we sat him down for a little bit, and he came back. We played him a little bit more in the nickel, which I think allowed him to get a, get closer to the ball and make some plays. Certainly, saw more urgency out of him, and, and once he came back, which was good to see, kind of more like he was in his first few years. So um, he can really do anything. He has so much speed and range to cover in the back end. Um, but when you put him back there, sometimes he gets further away from the ball, and he doesn't have his chance to make as many plays. So. Um, you guys know how I like versatility kind of throughout the secondary and the offensive line. Uh, he can do a lot of things. Um, I think, you know, there were some, uh, you know, some reality checks as he went through this season. That, and I'm hopeful as we, as we go into next season that we're going to see the best. Uh, the other loss, defensively speaking, uh, Mike, obviously they lost Rashawn Gary. That hurt them. So, I mean, defensively you can understand a little bit of a downturn. But, but still, I mean, they had a lot of fundamental things that just didn't work out. Yeah, you know, the like fifth-round pick, Kinsley, and then Barry, I thought, did a nice job filling in. But, you know, Rashawn Gary is, is your best player on on defense, and you lose him in the Lions game. And then I was basically saying to Gutekinds today, all right, finally, finally in that Vikings game here at Lambeau Field, that was guys flying around. Or in that fourth quarter against the Bears where you see the defense getting a pick. You see special teams uh, getting a, a nice return. You see offense coming up with some creative plays and scoring. Sort of the turning point. And I asked him, what was the problem with the defense and all the missed tackles? Hell, you had your head coach out there saying, yeah, yeah, we missed 22 tackles in yesterday's game. And how big of a loss was Rashawn Gary? Yeah, I mean losing Rashawn again. It's you know we were talking about Tay earlier and losing a guy like that. What he what, when you take a guy out of your defense like that, it's um, you know that's tough to replace. It's tough to to adjust. I did think the defense did a nice job when he was out because he's such a dynamic player. Um, you know that um, you know uh, you, you wondered how that was going to go, and I thought um, I thought Joe and his staff did a nice job of uh, adjusting once he left. Um, the first part of your question, I, yeah, I mean to me and this 
you know, maybe I'm getting old, but you know, tack- tackling is almost an epidemic in, in our league right now, especially late in the year. But, uh, yeah, I think the best defenses are good tackling teams. You've got to be able to tackle in this league. It's got to be consistent. Um, and uh, I thought at times, actually, we were pretty pretty solid. Um, and then we hit some some spots where we weren't, and that certainly affects your, your, your wins and loss column for sure. Let's do this. We're going to step away. Final segment coming up. Mike Clemens joining us here on the program, uh, listening to Brian Gudikins talk a little bit earlier today. What does it all mean? We got more coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Those are absolutely legitimate feelings and emotions. And I think the important thing is the day after the season, and I made this mistake is not to decide the future, you know, and and I think that there's such an urgency now to who's going to retire first and who's this and who's that. And Aaron, in my belief, is spectacular. He can obviously continue to play, um, and he has all the ability in the world to do that. And there's a lot of things that come into play, and he'll make that decision when it's right for him. And everyone should give him the time and space to do it. Those are the words of Tom Brady. Talking about Aaron Rodgers and the decision he's got to make. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline. So, Mike, uh, a lot of guys have gone through this, right? Yes, and so Tom Brady at 45 had some other quarterbacks on his podcast the other day, and a lot of it was to talk about Rodgers. It's called the Let's Go Podcast. Jim Gray, you know, is the moderator on there. And here's another guy that, like Steve Young, the 49ers quarterback, says, I went through the exact same thing. It is such a thrill. It's such a charge. You work so hard. You work so hard to get to the quarterback position and then be a successful quarterback in the NFL. And you know you're going to go to the Hall of Fame one day. And then when your season comes to an abrupt end, it is such a a downward spiral. It's this emotional drain. And now you're trying to figure out how do you re-jump that and restart that and do it. uh, Can you do it again? You talk about emotional commitment to go play every year. And there is a time when you can tell that he's, seriously thinking about it there's no question which you you have to tom has to be every year you have to make that commitment it's got to be tough and i love his honest he's been completely honest and open and vulnerable over the last few years it's amazing to hear him speak people can love or hate it but it's it's open and i and i and i really appreciate that um what he's contemplating is in my mind a death and who chooses death because when you're the best at something in the world one day and then you leave the game and the next day you're not that anymore, and you find out, you know what? I'm not actually even good at anything else. So you end up wanting so much to go back to the thing I was great at, not because you want adulation or people to tell you you're great. Like, no, just the there's a, something that you're great at, and as a human being, you want you don't want to like Suck. that's what I want to do. Like Tom said, that's what I that's what I'm that's my highest and best use. And so, what he's contemplating and is a really difficult thing, and and people have no idea that haven't been there and felt that and have to deal with it. And I always tell people the next day you're at the bottom of a cliff in a, in a broken sack of bones, and then you got to stand up and start doing something different, but it's never going to be the same. It'll never be as all encompassing every bit of yourself poured out every week. There's nothing like it. Now my life is more sublime with children and raising kids and grandkids, and there's wonderful things out in the world, but nothing like this ever again. And that's why Aaron's sitting on that spot looking over the cliff going i don't want to fall down there i don't want to go there i don't and that's that's to me 
I, I, compl- I, I, I just really viscerally feel him today, what he's, what he's going through. Interesting in the sense that he starts out talking about Tom and how open and honest Tom is, and then talks about and goes back towards Aaron in that sense, Mike. Um, it, it's, it, it is tough. I, you know, anybody that I've ever talked to, and especially great players, still believe they can do it, and they don't want to leave while they still believe they can play. And, Bill, I told you this right before the Packers played the Buccaneers in Tampa this year. I brought up the friendship between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and I talked to Aaron about it. I said, what's the difference between between you two guys? You know, like you're hanging out at the Kentucky Derby. He goes, what do you mean? I said, I mean, what what do you guys talk about? Because we all knew that Tom Brady had missed some time in training camp because his marriage was falling apart, because he'd come back to play football again. And I said, what's the difference between you two? And he said, when Tom talks, it's all football. When I talk, I have other interests in life. And then there's Roger Staubach, who grew up a single child, who now has five kids, a bunch of grandkids, even a couple of great-grandchildren, who was so successful as the Cowboys quarterback in the 70s, then in real estate. And he was talking to these guys about what life is like as an 80-year-old former NFL quarterback. You know, we have five children, and we have a great family, so it's uh... – it's 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 fun. It's fun playing with the kids. They they all live close to where we do too in Dallas. So it's it's a you know, we get a chance to be with them quite a bit. You go out and throw the football with them? I do. Yeah, yeah. We we have a few that uh, they, they, we have a quarterback in, in eighth grade that was really had uh, had an undefeated season. He he, he and I we throw the ball. Uh, he doesn't pay attention to me throwing the ball, but <laughs> I, I, I do throw the throw the ball. With the kids, I, I, my right arm—I can still throw. Um, I knew you were going, Roger. My, my right arm. I, I like to have a contest with you two guys. Uh, I know. <laughs> Tom, I'd see him over the years. And go, I can still play. And what would that contest be? You still think you can outthrow him? I really believe I can outthrow um, most eighty-year-old people. <laughs> <laughs> and years. I know I can outthrow most forty-five-year-olds. I'm certain of that. The well, twenty-five-year-olds, not so much. You know, it's like you said, Mike. It's it's tough for some of these guys to just say, "Okay, I'm 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 done. I'm going to jump off the cliff." You know? Yeah. So I just think it's interesting from all these former quarterbacks. You know, even a Drew Brees or a Peyton Manning, they they think that every, you know everyone thinks, uh, "What is it with Green Bay?" First it's Brett Favre and the diva. Now it's Aaron Rodgers. You know, year after year, and they're saying, "Hey, you know, been there, done that." Um, and the thing is, you know, maybe the Packers franchise more than any, any other, they value they value these two quarterbacks, and they're willing to let these guys sit and make a decision for a month or two. They they don't just move on publicly from them. They, okay, if you really want to come back, you know, we'll give you a little bit of time, but you know, time is wasting. Time is ticking here. We got to start rebuilding right. the roster. Well, that's the other thing, and you had said it that you can't do anything until he makes that move, and we've seen this now where. He's got to make some type of a move. They want to give him all the time in the world, but you really in in the NFL, it's a 365 seven day, you know, type of business. You know, you, it never sleeps, and you, you got to make a move. So, uh, as much as I want to see him, you know, come back, I certainly want to see him come back and say I'm coming back to be able to allow the team to say okay, and we are going to make some moves to help you along the way. Because I think part of the reason Devontae's not here anymore is because the wishy-washy on back and forth of whether or not I will or will not be back came into play. And the irony about Aaron Rodgers is 
as private a person as he's been his whole life, really, even you know the high school stories that I got, um, he's been more vocal, whether it's on McAfee or with us, 25-minute-long press conferences or chat with him on Thursday and Fridays than ever before. And that's why he's trying to think this stuff out, out loud. What am I do next? What am I doing here? Right. Mike, great stuff as always, bud. Good questions. Appreciate it. And uh, we will talk again next week, okay? You're the best, Phil. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Have a great weekend. There you go. That's our guy, Mike Clemens. You have a great weekend as well. That's going to wrap it up. That's going to do it for us. Another week in the books. We will not be back on Sunday, unfortunately. We're all going to be watching football, but we will reconvene again on Monday. Until then, time for us to go. Have a go with it. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.